Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for being with us. Really privilege and a pleasure to be with you. We have a guest today, Michael Letts. And uh, we'll talk about what Michael's going to bring to the table. And on this one year, near one year anniversary of uh, what happened in Afghanistan, well, I think you're going to see why we have Michael on. And we have him on for other reasons as well, too. You're going to be, I think, thoroughly entertained and impressed. But before we go to Michael, we got to take care of some business. Uh, the railroad strike is uh, scheduled to go off on September 16th. That's a short time from now. I hope you have all your supplies because 62% of all food and agriculture is shipped by train. That's from the Department of Transportation. And that goes with the over 100 food processing plants that have burned down or been otherwise destroyed in the last 19 months. I know that's a coincidence. I've turned into a coincidence theorist because there's no such thing as a conspiracy, and I know because the CIA told me so. So do you have your storable food? Let's get right to the point. If you don't, you really need to invest in this now. And I will tell you, if the trains stop, shipping across this country for everything is going to be impacted. And uh, it kind of looks like the mediators are sabotaging the negotiations. It's like they want this to happen. So what do you do? Well, go to foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com. And what is that? It's 25-year shelf life, storable food from My Patriot Supply. Uh, lots of diversity in the food. Uh, far store before food goes. It's terrific tasting. And uh, 2,000 calories per day is high in calories. And when you're eating storable food, that's what you need. So don't put this off any longer. And they also have maintained their price structure. And they have a sale available. All you have to do is go to foodwithdave.com. And uh, we are proud of our association with Mike Lindell. Their people contacted us and said, hey, we'd like to advertise on your show. And I said, yeah, that'd be terrific. And uh, they said, we have a special special deals for your audience. Two for one or half price on everything. Oh, you're kidding. This is no, this is for the Common Sense Show. So all you have to do is go to mystore.com. Coupon code word is Hodges. And you're going to get either half off, it'll be specified, and everything from the slippers to the bed sheets to the pillow casings to even the doggy beds, they have everything. I mean, it's kind of interesting. We have all their stuff prior to them even contacting me. I love their stuff. So mystore.com, and the coupon code is Hodges. And then one more thing. We're seeing roving blackouts start across the country, and Energy Secretary Grantham said this is going to be the model for the country. Thank you. Appreciate that. You've done such a wonderful job with our energy. And uh, we could have a problem. And they said the the duration could be hours to days. There comes a time when you're not going to be able to get water in that situation out of your tap. What are you going to do? Well, that's why you need a good water filter system. And I recommend you have one for everybody because if you have to go more than, let's say, 100 yards, 200 yards, you've got a volume problem. And so this is why you want one of these for everybody. And I'm talking about the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. The research at the website waterwithdave.com shows they're number one for filtration ability. And they, too, have maintained their price structure, and they have a sale as well. And given the announced, this is what's going to happen across the nation, I think we'd be foolish not to arm ourselves with food and with water. 
That's waterwithdave.com. Well, our guest, Michael Letts, has a company called Invest USA. Boy, I'll tell you, uh, he, he, he joked with me before he we went on the air that uh, he's not on some of the people's top popularity list, and we know how that feels because we're there ourselves. And uh, he provides, his company provides, um, they give vests, bulletproof vests to police which I think is tremendously admirable. Uh, on this show, we're not a defund the police show by any means. We are a pro-police show to the max. Pro-military, pro-police. Of course, you already know that. But uh, he also has some interesting uh, revelations about the tragedy in Afghanistan, the debacle, the uh, greatest foreign policy disaster in our country, in, in my particular uh, estimation. Michael, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. And I'm going to let you just take this wherever you want. But first, before we go to the topic areas, I'd like you to talk a little bit more about your company because I think what you guys are doing is admirable. Well, thank you so much, David. It's always a privilege to be on your show. And uh, I appreciate so much about your show. But one of the things I appreciate the most is getting the truth to your listeners. Excuse me. Getting the truth to your listeners. Because when things happen and you haven't prepared, that's when you become in a crisis situation. So it's always better to be prepared ahead of time than it is to try to make up afterwards. But thank you for the opportunity to also talk a little bit about Invest. It's a public charity. started 30 years ago. For the specific purpose, initially, was to provide body armor concealable vests to officers in need. We had 52% of officers across the country who did not have bulletproof vests. We were able to get that down to 20%. Now, the vests we're talking about then are the vests you see them wearing under their shirts. That's called a concealable vest. It will stop everything that's a handgun, but just that. It will not stop a rifle round. In fact, a rifle round goes through it almost as if it didn't exist. So, but that was fine at that time because during that period, most criminals used handguns. And so the vast majority of our officers were safe and protected. Over the last five to ten years, they've become targets by well-organized hate crimes and who have now transferred to long-range rifles, assault rifles. And uh, they just go right through. So we had to stop, develop new technology. It's called an active shooter vest. It has titanium plates in it will literally stop anything that's in existence today from a 50 caliber on down. And uh, But unfortunately, 90% of officers do not have this technology. And we're seeing them have a target on their back every day. This is the highest mortality rate we've ever had in the history of our law enforcement, in the history of our officers. It's the lowest morale rate we've ever had. And it's also the highest suicide rate we've ever had. So you can see there is a huge need from the officers to be able to have this kind of equipment. It's kind of a shame, David, to ask these young men and women to go out, to be willing to sacrifice their very lives, to put it all on the line, and not at least give them the necessary equipment that they need to come home safe to their families. And so we appreciate very much what the American populace is doing. And here's the take on that. The law enforcement officers on the street know that the government really does not have their back. If they had their bag, David, they wouldn't be putting them out there without equipment. They wouldn't be putting them out there so they have to work two and three shifts at a time to be able to make ends meet. There's just so many things going wrong. They wouldn't be backing the defund the police movement. So they know the government doesn't have their back. But they wonder whether the citizens do. And this is the particular ability for the citizens across this country to show that we have your back and we care. That's vitally important because we are going into an era now to where our officers are being put in a precarious position, either protect the law enforcement, I mean, protect the citizens, which is their constitutional duty, and protect the Constitution, or be a part of a polarization and a politicalization of an agency that the government is doing. Of course, you see that on the federal level, the FBI, ATF, and others. And so we want these officers to know that we do have their back. We care about them. We care about them every day. And quite frankly, we expect them to do their job to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Hmm. So we really expect, you know, the populace to go to our website. They can do a number of different things. They can contribute to help provide body armor. They can just simply go to an officer and say, thank you for your service. We have your back. 
We have other programs. We have charter schools that we're putting together across the country. And why is that necessary? Because quite frankly, David, with the uh, persona that's being given by the mainstream media, why would anybody want to be a cop? Majority of them are leaving the force, but there's certainly nobody coming up through the ranks that wants to take their place. And when we get to the point where we run out of officers, we become anarchy. We become a dictatorship. We become tyrannical, which is what the third world countries are, which is what those who are seeking to destroy America really value and really want to happen. But we're determined not to let them have their way, David. That's why you and I are on a bad, bad list, because uh, I think they found out the American people said, we're not putting up with this anymore. And we just are organizing ourselves and making sure that America will remain free and full of life and liberty as our forefathers planned all along. Yeah, what's most disturbing to me, and, and I should have mentioned this too, that uh, Michael is a 30-year veteran of law enforcement, and he's reaching out to help his uh, brothers and sisters in law enforcement. But uh, what, what's really concerning to me is the uh, planned executions of police officers who are on duty and they're in vulnerable positions. And I've seen this over and over and over. The case in New York where the two officers were killed uh, just stands out uh, as a big marker for me on this. And it's, I don't know if you see it this way or not. I, I see it, this uh, defund the police, uh, encourage violence against the police, you know, the, the chanting, you know, fry pigs in a blanket nonsense at protests that we hear. Uh, this is being orchestrated, I think, by the left because we're in the midst of overhauling our government, uh, doing away with our personal liberties, uh, wrecking the economy intentionally, and basically going through a cultural revolution by teaching our kids to be perverts and Marxists in the public schools. Um, do, do you see this as an overall attack? Uh, it, it's just part of the one aspect of the attack upon regular Americans? There's no question, David. I couldn't have said it better myself. Let me kind of add a some additional framework to what you said. This is not by happenstance. This is not by coincidence. This has been an orchestrated plan for decades, not just in the last day or two. This has been going on for decades. What is the orchestrated plan? Well, quite frankly, you cannot control a populace that's armed. And so you got to figure out how to get their arms. Well, we tried that decades ago, passed gun legislation. Obviously didn't work too well, did it, dude? No. No. So they're trying to figure out what's the next thing we can do. Well, they figure that they would do two things. First of all, they would cause the American people to think law enforcement was ineffective. So they were part of leftist, socialist propaganda to paint law enforcement as being villains, vilify them, as being racist, as being inept and incompetent. They set that stage. Now, notice it's very interesting, David. They did not do that for federal agencies, just city, state, and local agencies. There's a reason behind that. The reason is when you look at city, state, and local who actually have the authority over that jurisdiction, not the federals, state, city, and local have jurisdiction over their area. They do not want to go in and arrest people or take their arms because they go to church with them every week. They go to Walmart with them every week. They're part of the community. Federal agencies, however, are different. What federal agencies do is if I hire you, David, let's say you're in California, I hire you for the FBI or ATF, I move you to the East Coast. Uh, that way you have no family, no friends, you have no ties. And so when an order comes down for you to seize the weapons, in a particular area, and your other uh, compadres, shall we say, are doing the same, it puts more pressure on you to follow an order even though you feel uncomfortable and you know it's unconstitutional. How can I validate that, that position? Well, this in this last year's budget, you know the U.S. Capitol Police. We're all familiar with them on the January the 6th, and quite frankly, they're incompetent, among other things. And we can talk about that at a different, at a different time, the uh, deliberate errors that they made out of protocol. But the Capitol Police is charged with four blocks, protecting those four blocks. That's it. But they have $682 million in their budget for this coming year. And they have offices that they're opening all around the country, from Miami to L.A. to other places. Now, why do you need an office in Miami? We don't have any Capitol 
uh, uh, complexes in Miami. We don't have a House of Representatives building. We don't have a Senate building. They're doing it for one reason. They're, they're doing it to supplement what they're already putting in place, which is our IRS agencies. Of course, you're familiar with that. 87,000 agents that we're hiring. Among that, among the FBI, among ATF and others, they're putting together what they need to be able to go in and seize arms. People say, no, nah, they can't possibly be doing that. You can't seize arms. They would never do that. They've already started, David. ATF is now going to various locations. How are they doing that? You remember the last legislation that was just passed four months ago included ghost guns. What they have done now is they are getting from the manufacturers of these parts a list of everyone who orders parts. They're going to their homes and saying, let me see the parts and let me see if they've been put together into a gun. If they haven't put the gun, has that gun been registered? And has it had, does it have a serial number stamped on it? If it does not, hand it over. They're already doing that. They started two weeks ago, David. This is a, percip- uh, a, a, a beginning to their ultimate. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water. With Dave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. The structure of being able to disarm America. Once they disarm America, they control America because they figured out the second point. They did that with COVID. The second point they learned with COVID was that Americans will capitulate when they're fearful. They'll give up rights that they never would consider doing before. So they have created the image that law enforcement is inept, needs to be replaced by the feds, They've also created the image that there is violent crime spiking, which is true, quite frankly, because when you defund the police, crime does go up. I think anybody with common sense would realize that. And so they're giving the American people crime is going through the roof. Local and state cannot handle it. Don't worry. We'll step in, and we're going to take over and protect America. Oh, by the way, here's our agenda. You don't need a gun because we're handling it for you. And uh, guns are bad anyway, so let's get them off the street. And once that's accomplished, they control our destiny from that point on. We become a third world country. I want to make sure I heard you correctly on the 87,000 IRS agents. Uh, Are you saying that they're going to be gun confiscation agents? 
Let's put it this way, David. 87,000 IRS agents do not need a gun to come at you to hand over a piece of paper for your taxes. That's true. That's there's, true. A, there's a reason why they're arming them. There's a reason why they have ATF armed. There's a reason why the FBI is armed. Because they know very simply the American heritage that we have. And that heritage is we believe in freedom and independence more than life itself. We fought for it 250 years ago. The same blood then runs through our veins now. We're not going to give up liberty and freedom very easily. And they know, quite frankly, it's impossible to give up freedom and liberty if you have the ability to fight back. So they have to be able to be prepared to disarm us so that when we fight back, we won't have any chance. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, the uh, uh, ongoing decades-long democide project from the University of Hawaii? I am. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about that, but just for our listening audience, just to encapsulate it very quickly, they studied uh, who is more dangerous, governments or wars, to people's longevity, and overwhelmingly it was governments. And then they also found a strong correlation between gun confiscation and subsequent genocide. And this is professionally done research by university researchers. And this is one reason, the main reason why I say never give up our guns, because once you give up your guns, we're vulnerable to genocide. And given Biden's rhetoric in his speech, in which he branded people like you and me as being bad for America, fascist enemies of the state, I, I believe they would carry out the ultimate task of genocide uh, if we are in their way. I, I really do believe that could be coming if they can consolidate power. Well, I don't think there's any question, dude. I mean, that's already had ramifications for law enforcement across the country. People say, what are the ramifications? At this stage, it has always been without exception. The Secret Service that has provided a protection detail for the president. Now he's giving a speech the day before he gives a speech saying, hey, if you want to mess with what we're talking about, you don't agree with us, you better get you an F-15. Kind of shows he's a little dated there. He doesn't quite understand his armaments. But uh, his point being, you better have a war plane if you're going to uh, disagree with anything we do. Then he comes the next day. Delivers a rant and rave how bad the mega, uh, the MAGA supporters are, the Trump supporters are, and that he stands there with two Marines instead of his uh, Secret Service detail. He's got two Marines on each side. And the point being is I'm giving the impression that I'm going to invoke the military to come out against you if you have any disagree with me. Well, that's treasonous, David. That's not what our Constitution, what our forefathers ever envisioned. And it has to be stopped. We cannot just sit back idly anymore. We have repeated the rhetoric. We have sounded the alarm. It is now time to tell, move forward, and demand action. Yeah. The problem, though, and this is kind of off the topic of what we were going to talk about, but you just touched on a different base. The problem is Mitch McConnell. We have a chance in this election, if we can limit the cheating, to regain the House and Senate. But Mitch McConnell is personally sabotaging the Republican effort. He's withdrawn funds uh, to eight senatorial candidates. Uh, some of them have had to actually pull their ads off TV because they can't afford them now. He's leaking bad information to the Washington Post and the New York Times. And he's publicly criticized and said, we don't have the best candidates. Now, Rick Scott lit into him, but it's a mystery to me why the Senate is not removing him as the minority leader so they can get control of funding and win these races. It's it's baffling. It is. I was on another show, David, and they asked the same question you alluded to. What can we do? And I said, you know, first of all, we need to get everybody in writing on record as to their position. That, <clears throat> that being said, there needs to be a resolution immediately demanding the impeachment of the president for treason. They said, well, one's already been introduced. I said, that's my point. How many people are on the signature? About 20? How many Republicans do we have in the House? How many Republicans do we have in the Senate? We need to make a day that today is the day you either sign up, you're with us, or you're against us. And those that are against us, we will remember in November if you're up, or we'll remember two years from now. We have to begin to take that approach, David, or nothing's going to get done. Yeah, my fear is that if the Democrats consolidate power by winning uh, the elections, majority elections in November, and they'll consolidate this power, 
uh, this will be the last meaningful election in American history. I mean, they'll, they'll solidify their one-party rule. I think this is our last chance. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's the urgency that I'm feeling right now at the moment. No, I don't think you're wrong at all, David. I, I, I think all actuality, I think we've got to put even a little more urgency to it because I do strongly believe that they understand that this was supposed to be a smooth transition in 2016. Hillary was supposed to win. They would get everything done behind the scenes because the American populace was that crazy to elect her. They don't care. And they would have consolidated power by 2020 or 2024. When that didn't happen and they began to get exposed by President Trump, they panicked. And now they, you know, when people panic, they do things that are probably not in their best interest. So now they are attempting to pull out all stops, all the cards in the deck to do whatever they can to expedite this as quickly as possible so that they don't give up their opportunity to win. And quite frankly, that's why I think there's even more urgency than what you and I are saying. I do strongly believe that if we do not get a fair election and, and put our hearts into it and do this right this November, we will not get another chance. Let me give you another thing that's baffling about the lack of reaction from the Republican Party. The post office, which is decidedly Democrat, and they were uh, connected to some voter fraud in the 2020 election, they've now created a special division in the post office to handle mail-in ballots. I mean, what could go wrong? And it's just, I'm just baffled why the Republican Party isn't moving to block this. I'm baffled, David, why with all the evidence that is out there of ballots, mail-in ballots that were not, that were printed, not on the same kind of paper, uh, mail-in ballots that were beyond the time that they could be uh, counted, just et cetera, et cetera. Why we have not made a better effort of making sure the American people clearly understand what happened in 2020 and just simply demanding accountability. That's one of the things that we say in Invest all the time. And they want to know, why am I taking on this position? Because Invest is not just providing protection for officers. We have now, whether we like it or not, become a conduit or a mouthpiece for our law enforcement agencies all across the country. And when you create a two-tiered system, which is what we've done, I'm not going to prosecute you, Hillary. I'm not going to prosecute you, Hunter or Joe. But I will prosecute uh, Trump. The American people lose their respect for law enforcement. Unfortunately, when they see a badge, it's all-encompassing. So when they lose their respect for the feds, they lose their respect for local, state, and regional law enforcement. And that's tragic because once we have lost respect for law enforcement, we will descend into anarchy and we will become a third country. I've lived in third world countries, David, and that's what they do. They take power and they take the assets of the government and go out and eliminate those who oppose it. It's... it's uh it's head scratching when we look at the fact that uh, I just put it this way. I don't know how you look at the Republicans, but six months ago I called for the um, election of almost all incumbents, with a few exceptions, uh, because I said you can't trust the party. I said they get the same campaign donations as the Democrats, and although they're not as vile in what they say, they're not as extreme. They're still moving in the same direction. And this has really been borne out here in recent times. Mitch McConnell, as we mentioned, and then, then you've got the refusal to confront these issues. And uh, what people don't Correct. realize is their safety is at stake. Are you familiar with uh, the, the lies of uh, Fletcher case? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you see the comments? That's, that's a prime. Go ahead. Go ahead. So that's, a, that's a prime example. Prime example. Yeah, lady uh, goes out uh, jogging and doesn't come back, and she's raped and murdered. But you know what's uh, uh, not as disturbing, but it's disturbing, was in the aftermath, I read some of these comments, why are we belaboring all this attention on a white privileged person? Amazing. It just, it's sad. And I'll tell you why it's sad, David. I've been traveling around this country all the time with law enforcement agencies handing out vests all across the country. The America I see, the America that I talk to, is not the America that the mainstream media reflects. 
And the mainstream media is reflecting that this America wants to be divided, wants to conquer. But that is not the case. The vast majority of the people I think, I'm talking about even blacks, want a society or want a country that protects us all, that does the right thing for everyone. They're not getting it from the the leftist Democrats. And what's frustrating is they're not getting it from Republicans either. We have got to have, and that's why they're so concentrated on destroying Trump. Because while Trump is a Republican, Trump is more concerned about draining the swamp than he is about the party label. And that's where we have to be in this country now. I think the time has come. Time has run out. We want to stand together, unified as Americans, and say, this is our country. Our forefathers did this. We're up to doing the same thing. We will not let our liberty go. We will not just reduce the value and kick it out the door. We will fight whatever is necessary to keep America free. If gun confiscation becomes a national mandate, how do you see the military, the local law enforcement, and federal law enforcement, and I know their reactions could be different, how do you see their compliance with that edict coming into play? Will they defy? Will they go along? What do you think? Well, in my prayers are they defy. And, you know, I mean, we, we have to defy uh, any unlawful order, any unconstitutional order, and we have to uphold our very do- founding documents. There are those that are part of the system uh, that have gained uh, selfishly, that have gained greedily, and who have sold out. But I think we're beginning to find out who they are. And, David, I think we have to hold people accountable. I just think accountability is the key thing to make this country great once again. Yeah, I just, I I think a lot of the sheriffs will resist, but they're few in number compared to what can be brought against them. Um, I wonder about the military. Do you have a feeling about that? I think you're senior officers quite frankly those that have been sitting too long in general staff will take the easy way out they will just sit and do nothing I think your junior to middle officers have been in it long enough they understand what's at stake and they will fight for freedom I think your NCOs will definitely fight for freedom I think your recruits coming from a millennial standpoint, don't know which way to turn. And we'll probably end up going home to mama. (laughs) I don't disagree with you on that latter point. That's absolutely true. Um, You're talking to a former high school and college coach. And uh, I had had seen the shift before I retired in 2012. So I, I have seen exactly what you're talking about. I know what you mean. Um, the reason- you know, David, there's a lot of veterans out there. There's a lot of us that are that, that, that still believe the oath we took. We may not wear the uniform today. We may have worn it yesterday, but we're not going to abandon the oath that we took. And that's the key factor that I think the uh, those that believe in a leftist agenda have totally miscalculated. Okay. I... Now, I hope that's true. I do believe it's true. I hope it's true. I want to shift gears. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Just for a second here, um, we're over one year past the anniversary of the greatest uh, debacle in American military history, and that would have been the withdrawal from Afghanistan. And um, the mainstream media refuses to deal with Americans and American allies that we left behind. Can, can you address that? Sure, I'd be glad to. In fact, let me tell you why we have knowledge or why we have a role. Eighty percent of law enforcement officers are former military. 
out of that 80%, there's a high number who actually serve in special ops, special forces, who when they got back, government didn't need them anymore. That's typical. They use you, then abuse you. Cut them loose. But they still had a desire to serve their communities. And so they joined law enforcement all across the country. A little side note, David, it's kind of a shame that they're able to survive firefights in combat situations and not survive the streets of L.A. or Chicago or New York because they don't have proper equipment. Um, again, that's another story. So you have all these officers, law enforcement officers, with prior military experience, many with special ops experience, who suddenly we hear that current administration, it's hard for me to say he's the president because I don't believe it, um, this current administration is going to pull out of Afghanistan. Now, policy-wise, you want to pull out, gotcha, that's, that's your decision. But logistical-wise, there are procedures, David, as to how things are done. For one thing, when you decide you're leaving, you get all your assets out first. You get your personnel. I'm talking about your asset personnel, people that have helped you, your Afghani assets. You get any Americans, civilians, any contractors, any equipment. All that goes. And once you've got everything out the door, everything airshipped, everything moved, then you begin to withdraw your troops and you take that last plane out. Well, Biden came out with a very arrogant position. We're leaving in seven days, like it or not. He meant it. Of course, we didn't believe it at first. Then we begin to get calls from those of us who have or have a lot of friends, shall we say, in the capital. We begin to get calls saying, I'm getting calls from my constituents. Their kids are still over there. They're friends, American friends, and they can't get out. And I said, no, you, you must have misunderstood. We would never leave an American behind. I got a call from a particular church who had a youth group there, 15 young people, five chaperones, trapped behind enemy lines, no hope of getting out. And so as this began to be developed, we've I began to get calls from associates. What are we going to do? We're going to leave them behind? And there are quite a few teams, David, you'd be very proud of the American spirit. He said, you know what? I'm going to take some leave for my law enforcement job, and I'm here, sir. Let's go get them. And so that is what happened. There were more teams than I can count that went over there. Thousands were pulled out and rescued. There are people who paid for flights uh, out of their own pocket to free and arrest your fellow American. One of the most troubling things that has ever occurred, because remember, we have never left an American behind enemy lines. Never. Until this happened. You can see my blood's boiling already. You can't. Good thing we're not on video. Um, one of the things that happened was when we went in, got teams out, got personnel out, a particular team got four busloads of Americans who had visas, okay? Afghani assets, those who had supported our troops, so their lives were on the line. Women and children, those four categories, over 200 were brought in. Now, I want you to understand, David, that when personnel went over there, it was a non-authorized, it was, you know, a citizen. It was not a military operation. It was conducted as a military operation. But it was citizens. The administration, let's just make sure your people clearly understand who we're talking about, the Biden administration, was so embarrassed and so adamant that they were going to get it done in seven days and they didn't need anybody's help and they didn't need anybody to tell them what to do. But they did everything they could to oppose those who tried to support it. The State Department refused to help grant passage through various countries. They had the ability to do that. They could have made one call. Nope, wouldn't do it. And so they're actively working against this. So these four busloads come into the back gate, okay? They get into the back gate. They begin to disembark. They all disembark. The Biden administration goes nuts. Who are those? They send a colonel out from the 82nd 
with a message, you have to get off the base. The response was, they're American citizens, sir. They have every right to be here. I have no guarantee that those are not fake papers. Get them off. So they were sent off the base. Now, I understand the Taliban is watching this the whole time. We found out later, David, that every one of them were killed and murdered. Uh, that is, I can't even begin to describe the treason that that represents to the American people. In this country, it means something to be an American. It means something when you're overseas to be able to say, I'm an American. In the past, when you said, I'm an American, hand off. Because they knew when you were an American, this country would do something. You mess with me. This country is coming with its military to get me. It may, be in a, it may be in a body bag, but they're coming to get me, and vengeance will be extracted. So you better think twice before you touch me. Now, the perception in this country uh, across the world is you're in America, you're a target. We laugh at you. And that's what this Biden administration has done. It demonstrated that by allowing 200 Americans, children, women, and Afghani assets to be murdered. It's just utterly despicable. The final thing I will say about it, David, is we are producing a, are in the process of producing a movie called Trace 4. That was the code name. That will document is Now remember, this is not a documentary. There are documentaries. Send me was one of them. But this is an actual movie that will dictate the valor of our law enforcement officers who are former military, the valor of our former military, and the spirit of community and the spirit of willing to sacrifice their very lives to protect a fellow American. We're looking forward to that movie coming out here shortly, and uh, it's going to be a blockbuster because I think the American people want to know what really happened. It must be told. um, I want to go back to that story about the... uh four buses on the American base. Mm-hmm. By what authority did that officer give that command? One must assume. I mean, we're making an assumption. It came from what we call up the chain. Now, what did it, how far up the chain did it come? I'm willing to say the policy was all the way to the very top of the White House. Did it, the call come from the White House? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe a junior or a senior officer just said, I know what the policy is. We abide by the policy. They don't want him here, so tell him to go home. But it's the policy that caused that action. And it's the people that created that policy, the Biden administration, who should be held accountable with the American people. How do we know that these people were all executed? That we know. From our Afghan sources, inside sources, we, and we have documentation of that. Uh, we know that they were all executed by the Taliban. Well, that was a predictable outcome, and I guess I have to wonder, how would the Biden administration benefit from something like this? I think we get back to the, we're talking about the Biden administration. Now, unfortunately, they really have demonstrated total inept and incompetency and a reactionary instead of visionary. And I think in this particular incident, no, we're not going to get embarrassed. We're not going to let people know that we don't have enough planes as it is. We can't get all these people out now. We're not going to add any more to it. Get rid of them. Instead of what they should have done, is that's an unlawful order, sir. And we're going to sit here, and I'm not going to obey that order. We're going to sit here on the concrete, on the pavement, if that's what it takes, and go through. I don't care if we have to sit here for 10 hours. We're going to go through everybody's papers, and we're going to cross-correlate, and we're going to make sure that these people are valid, and we're going to get them home. Because here's the response, David. We know for a fact that you can ask Christopher Ray, the FBI director. We know for a fact that there were hundreds who were on the terrorist watch list who are actually allowed to board planes and come to this country. And now they don't know where they're at. So you're willing to tell me that as the process initially began, you loaded hundreds upon hundreds of Afghans, had no idea whether they'd been vetted or not, knew actually that some of them were on the terrorist watch list, 
You did them in front and ahead of American citizens. You did them in front and ahead of Afghan, real Afghan assets. Um, they're just totally incompetent, dude. Total incompetency, and I think it's, I'm being nice. God forbid that they did it totally on purpose just to create another negative kind of black eye for this country. That could be a reality as well. well. I don't know how it wasn't intentional. You have four busloads. Any moron could see who's an American who's not. I mean, the cultural differences are so striking. So I don't know how they wouldn't know. And I don't know how they wouldn't know that if we put them off the bus, they're in really harm's way. Uh, no question. I mean, clearly the guards would let them on the base. Could, would know they're in harm's way, and that's why they admitted them. So, sure. so to me, I don't know how this was not a deliberate attempt, but I guess what I'm at a loss to explain is what's the possible motive. I believe the story. I just can't see how this benefits Joe Biden and his team. It doesn't. But quite frankly, I don't think they care what benefits their team. I think they care what benefits their policy. I think they care what benefits their political base. And their political base is so far leftist, communist, socialist, that quite frankly, they don't care anymore. They want us to be a communist, socialist country. They're hell-bent on it. They're hell-bent on removing the last bastion of hope and freedom for the world, which is America. You know, I tell people this all the time when, when I speak across the country. You know, we're the only country that's free in the world. We've always been envied and always despised by the rest of the world. Nothing more they would love. I'm talking about their governments. I'm not talking about their people. Their people yearn for freedom. Their governments yearn for control. And so as long as there is a bastion where they can come and get that freedom, it makes it difficult for them to control their own people because they're always wanting to leave. And so there's nothing more they would be appreciative of than to see us fall. And there's nothing more that they would help do then they have that happen. And that's why we have all these years put such a value on freedom, and that's why we have survived and done so well, because the American spirit has not been broken. It's been strengthened. It has not been destroyed. But I'll tell you, this administration is sure hell-bent on getting it done in a quick manner. And quite frankly, if you want to commend them for anything, I commend them for how effective they've been in destroying the very country that you and I loved in. Let me ask you a, a question, and, and I really am looking for a very serious answer. This is not sarcastic. Uh, when we look at the Biden administration's actions in their totality, from A to Z, from day one, when they started off by canceling the Keystone Pipeline and going forward, can you find anything in their actions that benefits Americans? I would like to tell you yes. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, we still, quote, unquote, even if you don't think the election was fair, not fair, whatever, we still would like to think that those who reside in this country do so because they believe in this country. But I can find nothing that would indicate they believe in this country. The only thing I can find is that they want to believe in its destruction. And that includes not just... President Biden, but President Obama, and of course Secretary Clinton, and all those who went through those ranks, the previous you know, President Clinton. And there's a reason behind that, David. When you look at bank accounts, when you look at uh, how you go from uh, having a couple thousand dollars in your bank account to getting elected, to ending up when your career is over to having a couple hundred million. Uh, David, it's not supposed to work that way. You know, our forefathers initially served without pay. It cost you to help this country. It wasn't free. It cost you to be a servant to this country. Nowadays, uh, it doesn't just benefit you. It's probably the greatest benefit job anywhere in the world. And it never was supposed to be that way. Yeah, that part I don't disagree with at all. I mean, you look at Liz Cheney, no visible means of income, yet on her congressional disclosure statements, it clearly says that uh, she went from, what, $6 million of net worth to $44 million during her time in Congress. Okay. 
So yeah, Correct. that's case in point. Uh, you know, go back to something too. Uh, you said that Hillary Clinton was to be the heir apparent to Obama, and I agree. I, I don't know if you've ever thought of it this way, but it's looking more and more like, okay, under Obama we got the NDAA, which people could be snatched off the street without due process and held indefinitely. Right. Um, we got uh, Executive Order 13603, which means the government in a declared emergency can do anything they want. There's no restrictions on what they can do to people or to, or to property. Um, do you think that Obama was the setup agent, kind of like the eighth inning setup pitcher for the closer that was going to be Hillary? I agree. Yes, I very much so. Um, Obama has some charisma. Obama has an ability for delivery in a speech. But quite frankly, Obama does not have the mental capacity to create this kind of ingenious way of destroying America. There are other forces in play, and he just played his role. And uh, quite frankly, he's still playing a role. Uh, we, know, we know good and well, David, that if you believe for a minute and you watch Biden for five minutes, and you believe after that for a minute that he's running this country, I feel sorry for you. Now, I hear you. I know I know Obama and Susan Rice are the main powers behind the scenes. There's no question about that. Um, it just... But how far do you think they're going to take this? Um, when we hear build back better, does that mean they're going to destroy everything so they can build it back in their image? Well, build back better is, in my opinion, framing what you just said, they're never going to build anything. What they are going to do is they're going to destroy. How do we destroy? We raise enough taxes to where you can't afford anything anymore, David. And we end up going in and taking it all. Mm-hmm. And they will come back and say, oh, yeah, now that we have all your resources, now we're able to build it back. Of course, we're going to build back whatever we feel like should be built back. But uh, remember, this is, again, never has been coincidental. It's always been well orchestrated. It's always been a well-thought-out plan. And they're in the final stages. We're in the ninth inning, David. I think we're in the bottom of the ninth inning. We have to do something now. Yeah, two outs and two strikes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's the urgency I'm feeling. I I, I did a a YouTube podcast yesterday, and I, I said uh, it's D Day, all hands on deck. And I said you got 60 days to turn this around, and we're not going to get a second chance, in my estimation. And so uh, we watched a rerun of Hannity last night, late night, and he said almost word for word what I said. And it's, it's scary to see how many people are seeing it, but how inactive the American people are. What can we do to motivate people to get off their excuses and get to work? Well, it was a very interesting show I had I mean, yesterday because the same question was asked. And they said, you know, hey, make, uh, put out a resolution. Let's see who all signs do this or that. And the response was, it's not going to go anywhere. Nobody's going to do that, which... Quite frankly, there is a resolution to impeach uh, Biden, yeah. and I think he got what twenty signatures on it. Yes. So, it you know their their rhetoric was correct. The only thing that I know is we have to do as Europe did. Um, what did Europe do? Europe pours out. They have tens of thousands of people pour into the streets when they demand reform and change. We have tens of hundreds, and that's it. If that. And of course, the response has always been, just like it was responded to me yesterday, well, Americans work, they can't afford to take a day off. No, sir. I believe everybody can afford to take one day to save this country. If you're not willing to take a day to save this country, then you don't belong here to begin with. And I believe we have to put that point across. I believe we have to be better organized than what we are, too. I believe we have to come up with this is the day. Here's where we're going. Here's the places we're going to be. Here's what we're asking you to do. And uh, give it one more push, because I do believe the American people are awakening, and I believe they want action now. They just don't know what to do. Yeah, I. it's frustrating because it's almost like we're out of time. Uh, right. I don't know if we can organize in time. Uh, let's go down the path just for a second here. If... 
things don't change, let's say the Senate and the House stay in the control of the Democrats, um, at what point will people stand up and how bad will it get? Will it actually be a civil war? That's the next stage. I do firmly believe that that's where we're headed. Uh, the question is what makes it so chilling is, you know, the uh, German people finally realized what was actually transpiring under Hitler, the brown shirts, etc. And they decided, okay, we've had enough. We're not going to tolerate this anymore. The problem was they didn't stand up soon enough. But when they turned around to say, hey, will you join me? Nobody was standing next to them anymore. They weren't there. And so Hitler was able to do what he did during World War II because we didn't react fast enough. I believe, don't think that we have passed the point yet, David, but I believe we're at a precipice that either we either move now or we'll never get this chance again. What do you think a civil war would look like? What, what kind of form would it take? Well, it's very interesting because, you know, people think of a civil war as the North versus the South, black versus white. No, this will be a totally different civil war. This will be evil versus good. And I, I mean that in all sincerity. This will be those with values and principles standing against those who have no values and principles, who have only greed and destruction. And so it will involve blacks and whites together. It will involve on the other side. They will have a diversity as well. They will use their financial resources. That's a scary thing because they control an awful lot of them to uh, utilize their influence on the federal government level, as we just talked about, with federal agencies, to try to remove all firearms and try to uh, seize control. I do firmly believe, though, David, that that is one thing that will grab the American people's attention. They won't give up their arms without a fight. Yeah, at one time I thought it was the Internet, too, but I was wrong on that. <laughs> we, we've uh, There's a new bill in Congress called the, uh, uh, what's it called, the uh, Journalism Competition and Protection Act, and they will have the criteria for who stays on the air and broadcast by not engaging in what they call hate speech or misinformation. Right. And that's how they label everyone they disagree with. So that's it's, it's really... We've come to a watershed. Um, I tell you, it's dire times, and I think we've done a good job elucidating those. But I want to ask you, how do people who've heard this say, well, I want to know more about what Michael's involved in. How how do they follow you, and how can they help you? They need to go to our website, www.investusa. That's investusa.org. It's a charity.org. There's a litter of things they can do. All the stuff we're talking about is on there. All the things that we're doing. All the things that... And I tell people, you'll see the logic behind what we're doing. We're not doing anything outside of what Invest is charged to do. Invest is charged with protecting our first responders. I can't protect you. I can give you a vest and protect you. But if society thinks you are untrustworthy then I, I haven't done you any service. So I have to address this two-tiered system so that we can keep America free, so we can keep the respect for law enforcement. Everything that we do, whether it's we talked about Afghanistan because of the officers who are currently law enforcement who gave their life to bring people home, uh, that has to be told because people need to understand that our first responders are just a different breed. They're a different cut. They are so consumed with protecting and caring for their community. They don't know what else to do. What I'm trying to do is take that passion and tell the American people, can you not share that passion now to keep us free? Can we not unite together and make this country great once again? I believe everyone that I talk to says yes, but then they give you that deer in the headlight look, so what do you want me to do? Exactly. That's what that's where we're weak, yeah. and that's where we have to have the plan. I agree. And quite frankly, we have a plan. We know what parties, we, we, we know who needs to be running this country. Yeah. And we see who's currently running it, and we see the debacle that they're making, 
We have to make a change, and we have to do it now, and I believe the American people are ready. And I'd encourage people to visit the website, um, investusa.com or .org. .org. Okay, that's what I thought. .org. .org. Ladies and gentlemen, our uh, guest has been, uh, uh, like I said, he's doing hero's work. Yeah, I just, it's, I'm almost speechless here with the totality because it's, it's depressing material, but it's material we need to confront. Michael, I want to thank you for being on. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Letts, visit his site, help him out. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, David. I appreciate being on the show. God bless you and God bless America. There is hope. Let's make America great again. Thank you. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.